Welcome to Alignment Adventures, a podcast where we explore what it means to live a fulfilling, aligning, and present life. I'm your host, Lindsay Tanner, and I'm so dang glad you're here. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Alignment Adventures. I am so excited that you're here today for another super aligning and incredibly expansive interview and conversation with Stephanie Banks. Now, Stephanie Banks is an intuitive channel and medium, and she explains what that is in our conversation. So if you're not sure, just keep listening. As you guys know, I've been listening to channelers for a long time from Abraham Hicks to Bashar. There's lots of different channels out there. And what's interesting is Stephanie explains how we all have this ability to channel. It's really a matter of tuning into your own intuition, which is something I talk about literally all the time on here. It is a huge part of living an aligned life, but her journey into becoming a channeler is so interesting. It has to do with her mother, um, getting dementia and being nonverbal and being able to communicate with her soul. It's such a heartwarming story of how this even came to be, but we cover so many different topics from again, how we all can channel tips on how to connect with your intuition, how we can use this to parent better, which is so resonant for me. And so timely for me, you guys know that I am very, uh, I don't want to say worried, but considerate about how I'm going to raise my son to make sure he keeps that connection with his intuition because I feel like kids are born with it so innately. So it's just a matter of letting him keep that (laughs) connection as much as we can. Then we also talk about how we can help raise the vibration of this planet when it seems like things are really crazy, how we can focus on something that's aligning to us and so many other things. Like I'm not even going to bore you right now because this conversation is so good. So let's get right into it. I hope you guys love this conversation as much as I did. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and for coming on the podcast. I am so excited and so honored to share you and your story and your journey with my audience. Well, thank you. The honor and pleasure is mine as well. I love it. Let's start off with the question I always like to ask people because I love the way that different people answer this, but who is Stephanie Banks? So you can go as deep or shallow as you want with this one. Okay. Um, this Stephanie Banks that you're speaking to, because I did discover another one actually who does the same work I do, which is really exciting. But this one right here is an earth lover and a tree hugger and an Mm -hmm. animal advocate and a humanitarian and a planet protector who is here to connect with other loving beings and have a blast in this lifetime. Uh, I love that answer. (laughs) I want to be a tree hugger too. That's like secretly what I want to do. And I agree. I think we're here to have fun. And how often do we just get caught in the BS and just forget to have fun? And, you know, hugging trees is a lot of fun. So (laughs) I'm going to invite you to come out of your tree hugging closet and join us because there are many, many, many of us. And we all were doing it in secret up until, you know, we found each other. Oh, well, I'm ready to come out of the tree hugging closet and I live in Arizona. It's a little too hot to hug trees right now, but as soon as it cools down, I'm going to go do that. Uh, But that leads me perfectly into the next question, Uh, just kind of in theme with my podcast and my message, but what does living an aligning life mean to you? Being in alignment feels to me like the things that I say and believe and the actions that I take 
are deeply resonant within me. So they, they touch a place of significance and meaning mm-hmm. that goes beyond what I would consider superficial. I love that. I love going deep with things and we have to trust that feeling when we hear something or see something and it feels right. A lot of times people just kind of brush that off or don't acknowledge it. And that is a huge part of your work. So let's go ahead and get into that. Let's talk a little bit about your journey. I just actually watched your TEDx talk, which was so exciting and so cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into what you're doing now, which is a channeler, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call it um, intuitive channeling. Um, and I'm also a medium. So I'll just define those and yeah. then I'll explain how I got here. So channeling for me is just connecting to divine energy and wisdom. And since I believe we are divine energy and wisdom, I'm not really going outside of myself to connect with that. I'm going to a very still and wise place within. And my process for getting there uh, requires a lot of, you know, inner work and calibration and um, energy hygiene, you might say, Mm -hmm. but that's how I define channeling. And then of course, mediumship is connecting to ancestors and loved ones on the other side, making soul. I I receive communication from souls who have been incarnate and also um, energetic beings that aren't. So your spirit guides or the angelic realm or, um, anyone you want to connect with your own higher self, for example, I can channel any soul that's on the planet right now. So it's, that's really fun. And the way I came about it was that, um, well, I've had many careers. I've been a speech pathologist. I've been a lactation specialist. I've been a birth doula. I've been an infant massage instructor. Um, and I'm drawn to all of those just by curiosity. And then I end up diving in and loving it. So doing it for a while and, uh, you know, about, I don't know, a little over 15 years ago, my mom had received a diagnosis of frontal temporal dementia, which is a type of dementia that affects younger people. She was in her fifties when she started having um, the symptoms of it. And with any type of dementia, your ability to communicate is compromised. The pathways in the brain start to break down or break apart or disconnect. And so she was Um, having a really hard time connecting with us. Her verbal communication wasn't always making sense. She wasn't always understanding what, what I was trying to communicate to her. And I needed to find a way to transcend what we have understood to be normal communication so that I could stay connected with her and understand what she needed and, and stay in that um, in a, in a better place because it's frustrating when you can't communicate with someone. It's frustrating, frustrating for both parties. So I had a friend at the time, my best friend who was, I say was because she's on the other side now, but she was a very gifted channel and she channeled my mom for me. And I got to hear from my mother's soul, what she needed, what our relationship was really all about in this lifetime, how I could support her. Um, It was I'm getting the chills while I tell you about Me it. Me too. It totally, <laughs> it totally changed everything. How I saw her, how I interacted with her, how I was able to show up in service to her. And we ended up for the remainder of her life having um, beautiful, profound moments and connection that I don't believe we would have had in the same way if I hadn't been able to hear from her soul. And so knowing that, feeling that and experiencing that, I decided I am going to figure out how to do this as well. 
it changed my life. There's endless ways to apply this work. So I started um, getting trained. I took channeling classes, actually. I also studied um, under Sonia Choquette, who is a world-renowned psychic mm-hmm. medium. I took all of her trainings that she offers. And here I am doing it, loving it, living into the beauty of it. Uh, yeah, full body chills. As you're telling that, even though I heard the story on your TEDx talk, hearing it again, it's just incredible. And what a beautiful example of something that is so perceivably devastating that so many people can relate to. And you got one of the most beautiful gifts that you could give to your mother and then to so many people around you as well. I just think that's so beautiful. But it makes me think, you know, a lot of people may find themselves in that situation, or maybe they want to connect with someone who's passed, or I know you even connect with children. Like when you said you're a birth doula and a lactation specialist, like I was literally just pumping because I had my son two months ago. So I was like, how like divine is this timing and everything crazy. Amazing. But do you think that anyone can connect with, you know, people that have passed or maybe their small children that can't communicate in the way that we define communication? I absolutely do. Yeah, I it's absolutely the core of my belief system because attuning in that way just requires, in my opinion, a heart, which of course we have, and intuition, which we also have. There's nobody walking the planet that doesn't have intuition. There's just a lot of people walking the planet that don't use it or don't trust it. So that's it. That's, you know, connecting in that way is I believe through the heart, through heart communication, and then trusting what is coming through as, as true and as meaningful for you. So yes, you can channel the sweet soul of your baby, um, (laughs) the souls of your parents, even if they're living and embodied, um, your pets, I channel animals all the time. I channel trees that there's essential energy, beautiful soul energy all around us. And yes, we are part of it. We're not separate from it. Mm, So beautiful. And what a comforting, comforting thought. And I agree. That's one of my core beliefs as well. Um, And, you know, scientifically we can prove that that we're all just energy, right? So do you believe it's just like kind of tapping into those subtle energies, which we all, it's like a muscle we have. We just forgot that we have it. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of my clients who are rediscovering their intuitive gifts have shut them down as children because they didn't live in families that supported that, or maybe they had, you know, there's so many different types of um, abilities intuitively. So maybe they were able to, they had clairvoyance or a clairaudience, or they were able to kind of predict some things or have a sense for things that went beyond what their parents or their culture or their religion was comfortable with. So they learned that that was not an acceptable part of themselves and they shut it down. But the good news is that it doesn't go away. We can mute it, we can ignore it, but it's there for when we're ready to tap back in. And we're at a time on the planet right now where this massive awakening is taking place. It's deeply uncomfortable, deeply distressing, yet, here we are, and we are tapping into the gifts that we have not used or that we have deemed to be not real because they don't come from the left side of the logical mind. Yeah. Um, but there's so many who are sharing and more openly expressing the truth of their gifts, and we're all benefiting from it. Mm, so beautiful. And I agree. I mean, I guess it's always kind of been crazy, but it does seem extra crazy right now. I'm sure everyone feels that energy. 
And it does seem like we're in this time where we're shifting from, yeah, more like logical thinking to more intuitive based thinking. And that's a big part of my message as well. Like when I started tapping into my intuition and like seeing what gifts came from following that voice, it was just so magical. I was like, I got to share this with everyone. So do you have any tips? Cause I think what's hard for people, like you said, is trusting that voice, maybe first finding that voice and then learning how to trust that voice. Do you have any tips for people like to just starting out on how to tap into their intuition and how to start trusting that voice? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The, the first piece that we have to kind of get better at is the discernment. So um, the voice of intuition operates on a subtle realm. It's not mm-hmm. insistent and shouty and grasping. So our job is really to align our energy to that more subtle energy. And that's not easy in a very loud culture where fear is predominating and we are, you know, everything is screaming and yelling and exclamation points and all capital letters, <laughs> things like that. 100%. So if, so the way I teach it is we, there are different feelings in the body with regards to the voice of ego uh, versus the voice of intuition mm-hmm. and the voice mm-hmm. of ego. We all know how that feels. You know, it feels oftentimes tight, constricting, fear-based, worrisome, um, danger, danger, danger. You know, it's a feeling that we often get with it. And that'll, you know, each of us will feel that a little bit differently in our bodies. I feel that as a tightness in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then the voice of intuition, I feel in my body as an opening of my heart and a softness. Some people experience a warmth. Mm -hmm. Um, your body is a really wise vessel and it will never, ever give you the incorrect information. Mm -hmm. Again, we're just training ourselves. We've been trained to ignore it or override it, but you can rely on it to tell you which, which voice is, which, which energy is, is ego versus intuitive. And then you can choose what Mm -hmm. you're going to lean towards. Sometimes we do opt to follow the voice of ego. That's not a mistake. Um, whatever we choose is right for that moment in time. And we can always shift gears and change tracks. And that, that can be affirming to know that, but that's what I would recommend first is to practice getting clear on which one is which one, and then you can hone your intuitive muscle in a variety of ways. Beautiful. And like you said earlier, a lot of people experience it at a young age. And you said like clairvoyance, clairaudience. I've heard those words before. I'm not like super familiar with them. So is that from my understanding means that sometimes you can hear the message. Sometimes you can feel it. There's different ways that it can communicate with you. It's not always just words, correct? That's absolutely right. And we all receive in different ways. So when I channel, I'm receiving like a rush of language and words and images, and it's flowing through like a monologue almost of just coming through very quickly. Um, But artists are channels and their art is a form of channeled expression. So are musicians, so are chefs, you know, there are so many ways to, to channel and my way is just my flavor of it. But yes, you, people have, they're able to see images sometimes, as I mentioned, you can kind of hear things as well. Um, a knowing, like you said, in your body, the sensory experience of it, lots of different ways. Yeah. It always makes me think of, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, the Disney movie soul. I don't know if you've seen it. I but haven't. And isn't that a shame? I highly <laughs> recommend title. it. Yeah. 
it, I think they were, people were misconstruing what it's about. It is about soul music, but it's about the soul too. You would find it so interesting. And I was really proud of Disney, like mainstream media for like going into these topics, like consciousness and stuff. But what happens in the movie is like, yeah, when people get in the zone, they call it, they like transport to different like time and space and their soul goes somewhere else. So it just always makes me think of that. And you're right. Like it can be a variety of things that get us into that channeling state, like whatever your hobbies are, whatever um, really just makes you feel alive. That's what living in alignment means to me. It's like finding that thing that just lights you up and takes you to a different time and space. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I highly recommend soul if anyone out there hasn't um, watched that yet. Such a good one. But here's a selfish question for me, which is probably not selfish, but since I do have a new two month old baby, and that is something I think about a lot is how can I, you know, help him grow up to not face so many of the things that we are going through, like how we, you know, are unconditioned of all these things. So do you have any tips for that on like really fostering an environment for children to help them connect with their, I mean, I feel like they're so natural at it anyways. So I guess not blocking them from doing it or not conditioning them out of it. Do you have any tips for that for raising kids? (laughs) Well, Keeping in mind that it's a lifetime pursuit yeah, I know. <laughs> and you have plenty of time to, um, to make lots of mistakes, which yeah. we all will, because that's, that's kind of the, the beauty of the relationship. Yeah. Um, just, just you asking that question already places you in such a beautiful <laughs> position of open-heartedness. What I believe about parenting and I have three teenagers, so pray for me. Um, <laughs> but what I believe about parenting is that we used to we were taught this paradigm that we are the authorities mm. on our children and we are in, you know, in charge and the teachers and know best, et cetera. And I would only agree with the part of that when it comes to their safety mm. force, you want an adult to be in charge of a child's safety and be forward thinking and in protection of them. The yeah. rest of it, however, I don't really subscribe to because our kids are actually here, um, not under us or under our control, but as their own beings and, and their own learners and their own teachers. And I have learned so much and continue to learn so much from my children. And I recommend just staying very open to what each moment, what each moment's potential has Mm. to teach you because you are, and I am, and every adult is a factor of their environment. We have been conditioned. Your child will be too conditioned in whatever ways there. It's just, it's just a given, but wherever we can create a little more space and say, you know, I just told you that things are like that because of this, but the truth is, I don't really know if they're like that for you. What's true for you. And we can start those conversations even before they are able to fully express themselves verbally Yeah, because it's the energy of openness and receptivity that we want them to feel. And you, you said something earlier that is right on spot on. And which is, I feel like our greatest role is to get out of their way, Mm -hmm. keep them safe, (laughs) provide them with all the opportunities that we can possibly offer and then step aside so that they can do their own exploration and investigation and determinations of what's right for them. I love that perspective. It feels right. Like you said, and 
that is such like a mainstream way of looking at parenting is that you're in charge, you're the authoritarian, you tell them what to do, but it's really just a matter of, like you said, creating an environment that's safe so they can kind of express themselves. And I've always had this feeling too, especially with my son, like as soon as I got pregnant, that he is going to teach me way more things than I'm going to teach him. Like, I've just had that feeling all along. And, you know, I've heard other channels and other intuitive people say that we choose our parents and we choose this lifetime. Like, have you had any experience with that when you talk to different souls about them choosing this lifetime and them choosing to come here? Because that's another thing I think about is like, why do we do this? Why do we come here and forget all these things? And then we get to a certain point in our life where we remember that we are divine and we are connected to, you know, it just seems so crazy that we come here to do all this. But supposedly we chose to do this, right? I know it's, I, that's what I believe too. Yeah. It's very effortful <laughs> to be here. It feels cumbersome sometimes. Um, I do. I actually do believe that on some level we choose uh, family of origin or the people who we are circling or cycling with here. I do believe we have many lifetimes mm-hmm. and that some of the souls that we are in um, relationship to, whether it's blood relation or friendship or working relationship, anything, um, many of them are known to us already on some level, either from a prior Mm -hmm. lifetime or soul agreements or something of that nature. So it's, um, it's a beautiful web. I think these lifetimes that we have, and it's, I channel for a, a lot of parents and parents who have kids as young as yours and parents who have grown children and everything in between. And it's very enlightening and illuminating to see, to hear from the soul of one's child, what, what they need, how you can support them um, and what they're here to unfold. Because mm-hmm. we, through our, our conditioning, we can only see things in a certain way until we're willing to open up to what, what we can't see or what we don't yet know. And that, um, that can be really transformational to hear what these precious souls who came through us, um, but are not ours, mm-hmm. you know, need and, and what their, what their soul is here to do and how it's here to unfold and, and teach us and show us a new way, because we truly are moving into a new way of being on the planet. And we're at these choice points where are we going to choose to continue to be a destructive species mm-hmm. um, and an extractive and a culture that is, you know, damaging, or are we going to be replenishing and resourcing the planet so that we can, it can sustain life in harmony. And those are big things we are grappling with. And the children that are coming in now, I feel very strongly are here to support that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I agree. It does seem like these generations as they continue on, like we see these small shifts. So it's going to be interesting to see as they grow up, what it's going to, what it's going to be like for them. You know, we do see, like you've said so many, I guess it's what you focus on, right? Like if you turn on the news, you see so many crazy things happening, but at the same time, it does seem like we're going through this huge transformation. So do you have any like tips or advice for the rest of us souls going through this time, like how do we navigate this and how do we help raise the vibration of the planet? I feel like that's a common thing that you hear, but it's definitely something we need um, Mm -hmm. for this planet. 
Well, first I would say it's really important to limit what you bathe yourself in, in terms mm -hmm. of information and choose really, really carefully where you get your information. And not enough of us are doing this, uh, which has led to a lot of the issues that we're having right now. And then when I say limited, I really mean like it's okay to go days or weeks without watching the news or bringing yes. in the external world events. Because for those of us that are affected by it, which I would argue is the majority of us, because how can you see such pain and suffering and not feel on some level? It, it does dampen the high, the vibrational field that we know is necessary to bring about healing and restoration. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to contribute in that way of the, the density. We, we want to see other possibilities. We, we want the visionaries to show us what is, what is possible and then follow along with that. So that's what I would say first and foremost. And I'm, I myself have had a hard time with that. I can get lost scrolling. And then before I know it, I'm in tears. I'm absolutely in despair. <laughs> I'm no good to anybody. And yeah. that can last a while. So don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, stay informed to the extent that you can activate in some way. For me right now, given elections coming up, et cetera, that's where I activate. Um, so I'm writing letters, postcards, making phone calls, getting on phone banking. You know, there's so many things that you can do, none of which are like fun. I'll be clear about that. <laughs> Yeah. But if we don't find an action that is in service to what breaks our heart, yeah. um, then what, you know, it's, it's a helpless feeling otherwise. So I would encourage everybody to find what breaks your heart and serve into mm. that arena. So you feel like you're doing something. If you love animals, then get involved in the animal advocacy. Yeah. Um, there's so many arenas and we all need to come together because we are wired for connection and we are wired to be in community and collective service to one another. And now is absolutely the time to do that. And then the last thing I would say is if you're not taking amazing care of yourself, mm find a way to do better there. Nothing is perfect and there's no perfection expected or possible, but if you're not, you know, you're the field that we each hold internally is pretty much everything. So if you're not a calm body in the, in the sea of, um, chaos, then you're part of the chaos. Yeah. So do what you need to do to be a centered, calm presence and body, whatever that means to you. And it's different things to different people. Mm, those are beautiful, beautiful tips. I love that. And it reminds me of a quote I heard, like you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I think that's a common thing that happens nowadays with the mass amount of information we get from social media and the news. Like you just get so lost and despair and you're like, there's so many things wrong and you feel like you can't help it all, which is such a low vibe feeling. Cause I think you're right. We're wired to connect and help each other. So when you feel like you can't help anyone, that is just an awful place to be in. So I love that idea of just picking what aligns with you, like what cause really resonates with you the most and focus on that. Like you don't have to fix everything. Like we didn't come here to fix everything. You probably came here to fix one specific thing or maybe a group of things. So I think that's a great tip for people. And then I also love the idea of self-care you know, cause mm. I, I believe too, we all kind of create our own reality and we think a lot of times change is in the external, which it can be, but it truly is rooted in the things we do internally, right? Like that's how we start 
massive change is working on ourselves internally, which is the paradox of it all, because we don't, we're, our reality seems so external to us. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And, and it is very true. And we, we are so much less effective when we are operating from the leftovers, I will call it, you know, mm-hmm. what I would just dread, dredging up the last little bit of energy or offering that we have rather than operating from a place of overflow. Yeah. And it's not hard to do self-care. It's just a habit. Yeah. And it's actually really quite fun. Do you, um, for me, self-care includes time in nature. It is amazing mm-hmm. for me to be out in nature. It includes exercise, um, not obsessively so, but just enough for it to be fun, a little bit challenging. It includes my animals, my dogs, um, time, you know, with, with other animals, wildlife, uh, meaningful conversations, dark chocolate. I always say, because mm-hmm. that is definitely on my, me too, <laughs> on my self-care list, Love dark chocolate. So, dancing, <laughs> you know, joy, whatever those things we're, we're here for that on yeah. this beautiful planet with every possible sensory pleasure available. We're here for that. Totally. We came here, I believe to enjoy those little things and we just get so lost in them perceived big things, but going back to the basics of just taking care of yourself and doing what feels good. So I love that. Well, I just have a few more questions for you uh, to respect your time. What is like one piece of advice, I guess you, and we've kind of doubled into a lot of advice you've given people, but someone like just starting off on this journey, maybe just starting to connect with their spirit or the spirits around them. Do you have one piece of advice for people kind of stepping into this journey? My advice would be find um, moments, create moments of space. I won't call it meditation Mm -hmm. because some people, you know, feel like they're just really bad meditators, Um, but space, just get some space, some, some time where you're not near technology that's going to ding or ping or vibrate. And you have minutes just by yourself, just to connect to your breath, to your heart, to your body, to your presence um, start there. It's okay. It's not, it's the purpose. Isn't like to stop your thoughts. Just the purpose is to get quiet, to get still for a little bit. That's where we actually can be reached and supported by the energy that exists all around us. I love that. That feels so resonant for me. And I know that's when I get into like receptive mode, when I just allow myself some time and space, like such a beautiful gift. So thank you for sharing that. And two, how can people work with you personally or connect with you? And we can link everything in the show notes, but how can they work with you? Um, They can go to my website, soulinsight.com. And I have my classes listed on there and my groups and private sessions and whatever I have going on is always current. Perfect. I love that. And then a new question I've started asking people because I'm so curious, but, and you kind of already mentioned this, but what is your most aligning activity right now in this time and space? Like what is the thing that is bringing you the highest joy and excitement? So right now I'm talking to you from my sweet spot in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I live in Florida. Florida is really hot (laughs) and it's summer there nine months out of the year. (laughs) So I don't getting out in nature for me is much less comfortable than say up here in Ohio where I, where I'm from. So I made space and time for me to come up here for a week, do my work. And I've been hiking every day Mm. out in the forest. And that is, that's my, that's my gift to myself. 
is that time. I look forward to it. Even, even when I'm feeling a little tired and I'm wondering, should I do that? The forest always calls me. The trees always talk to me. I always feel better after being in that beautiful, natural energy. So that's, that's my answer to what I'm doing right now in this moment for myself. Uh, I love that. And I'm sure it's starting to look like fall there here in Arizona. We don't get fall and I miss fall so much. So that sounds magical. We don't get fall either (laughs) in Florida. I mean, but yes, in Ohio we do. And I, I miss the change of seasons. Yeah. You guys have very similar weather. Well, it's quite a bit drier where you are, but yeah. So funny. And my dad right now is visiting from Florida. So synchronistic, all these things. Okay. I said that was my last question, but now I have one more just because I feel like this is fun for people to do going out in nature. How can we like connect with the trees in nature? Is it the same way you mentioned earlier, just like tuning into your heart when you're around them? Well, I'm going to say it again, Lindsay, we (laughs) hug them. We hug the trees. (laughs) Yes, I love it. So I, when I hug a tree, I place my heart against the tree. Mm. I actually make a conscious effort because this wise organ, you know, the heart that is so intuitive and so intelligent, placing it against um, nature like that, that is also so intelligent. Um, And nature has this beautiful way of draining out whatever we Mm. don't need. You don't see animals or plants in nature, like hoarding, you know, like we do as humans or taking up more than what they need. They know what they need. They store the rest. Um, And so there's this intelligent life and web that exists in nature. So I would say, get out there is really it and open your eyes is Mm -hmm. it. And what do you smell and what do you see and what do you hear? And what little creatures are coming to um, entertain you because animals are messengers for us. And if we pay attention to which ones are visiting, um, there's entire websites dedicated to spirit animals. You can Mm. look up the significance if like the raven is outside right now because I put some peanuts outside and that animal is known for its wisdom, its intelligence. Um, So look up the significance of the animals that you're noticing help a snail out of the sidewalk so it doesn't get mushed, move a worm that's struggling to find some shade, like be part of it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that makes reality and that experience just so much more magical, just tuning into those subtle energies, like you said. So makes me want to get out in nature. I'm so excited for it to get a little bit cooler here, but thank you so much. You'll see with your baby too. Um, Children are so pure in their connection with nature. Mm. So from a very young age, they are just in awe looking around at how the light hits the leaves and the trees and how things shimmer and move and the birds that fly. So your, your baby will be such a great connector for Mm. you back to nature. Totally. And I was thinking too, as you were saying all those things, which all the people listening, I'm sure are on board for this, but if you need like scientific, that permission slip which is just a permission slip, I say, uh, look up how much research supports, like just even going outside and grounding or being in nature. Like there's so much science behind it too. Not that we need that. We know it just makes us feel good, but such a good reminder. That is absolutely true. And the same goes for channeling. Actually, there's science behind channeling. There's science behind pretty much all the spiritual things that we are still told 
aren't real or can't be proven, mm -mm, the science is there. So go off in search of it. If that's what you need, I don't personally need it, yeah. but I like to be able to have it be, you know, validated. And it certainly is. So cool. Yeah. Such an interesting time, how those are starting to weave back in somehow they got separated science and spirituality, but now it's starting to weave back together. So Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. This was such a beautiful and expansive conversation. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear this message. Thank you too. I had a great time, Lindsay. Stephanie, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you want to connect with Stephanie on a deeper level or work with her one-on-one, -on -one, like she said, you can go to her website, soulinsight.com, or you can connect with her on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is Stephanie Intuitive Channel, and I will link all of that in the show notes. I just love all these conversations that we're having and how we're really expanding our conversation and consciousness into these different topics. So again, if you want to connect with her or me on Instagram or share any takeaways, please do so. My handle is the same at Lindsay with an A and Tanner. If you're new here, please consider subscribing either on the podcast platform that you're listening to or on YouTube, which I've been uploading all these podcasts to YouTube, like I said. So go check those out if you want to. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but there's a video that goes along with this podcast up on YouTube. So if you want to see the video version of this conversation, please go and check that out. But as always, I'm sending all the love and so many high vibes to every single one of you. And of course, I will see you next time on Alignment Adventures. <laughs>